Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. Just wanted to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Um, As usual, uh, anytime we start the uh, episode, we know that without you, none of this would be possible. So uh, to our uh, continue ongoing listeners, thank you. And to our new listeners, we hope that the information that you um, receive from our uh, from our previous episodes to even this episode, that it may be uh, beneficial, but that you can also um, share it with other um, people, family, friends that you know. Um, this uh, episode today is, um, is very um, important. It's vital. It's something that uh, we've talked about in the past. We haven't shared, Pete and I haven't talked about it lately, but it's always um, at the forefront of why we have um, uh, this podcast, um, not only to enlighten you with um, um, mental uh, uh, inspiration, but also the physical. And uh, when we mentioned when I went, when, when, when sharing about physical, what we're, what we're trying to highlight or what we try to highlight for the most part is health and why health is important. And um, today we actually have a guest, Pete, mm-hmm. uh, with us. And um, this guest um, is definitely one that understands um, through his journey what health is and why it's important. Uh, And so, Pete, I I don't know if you'd like to share a little bit about who our guest is and um, what is it that he would like to share with us today? Well, uh, basically, uh, we met online. Uh, He uh, he, uh, talked to us about a book that he wrote. Uh, about his health and his experience. So, of course, I don't want to get too deep into it. I want to let him do that. Uh, But, you know, just, you know, hoping that everyone else not only just read, I mean, you know, listen to the podcast and see what he has to say, but go out there and and, and check out the book because uh, when you read somebody else's journey, it definitely helps you with your own. And knowing someone else's um, uh, effort and, and, and dedication to make something happen, especially when it comes to health, uh, mm-hmm. you always uh, you always want to support that and and see what you can do for your own. Because whether it's for you or someone else that you may know, you definitely want to jump into that. Now, from what I understand, his name is Nucci. I'm gonna let him say his full name himself. Hopefully, I'm reading, <laughs> uh, reading it properly. So, okay. uh, so uh, how how you doing? Go ahead and tell the audience your name and the title of your book. <clears throat> yes, my name is Nucci Rayo. The book is Health is Wealth, Beating Diabetes. And it's about how I reversed a type 2 diabetes diagnosis by switching to a plant-based diet Mm -hmm. and uh, fought the disease that way. And uh, it's just really enlightening. Um, But don't even sweat the name because people have messed my name up. I've heard every kind of variation of Mm -hmm. Nucci Braille that you could possibly think of since high school. So Mm -hmm. it's all good on that. Don't even sweat it. But yeah, that's what it is. Health is wealth, man. Health is wealth. I understand. And funny thing is, it is a common term that we've heard from people before. You know, health is wealth. People have mentioned it, but not many people have written about it, obviously. And not many people have experienced it the same way, because usually, you know, it's something that we try to get people to do to encourage them to 
to, to we also tell them knowledge is wealth and all that stuff. So knowing that you have gone through through the through the uh, through the process itself and through this journey, tell us a general idea what to expect from the book itself. Well, I I come from the music business, right? That's my background. All of my life, my, my godfather was in the group Cameo, you know, one of the, the final three members. And uh, my father is best friends with him. So he's a DJ. And just I grew up in a musical household and a real rockist, rock star type living, you know, with my father and with everybody who was involved in music hanging around. And so getting into the music industry, I was signed to MCA Records, signed to Don Pooh. Same guy who discovered Shine. I was label mates with Shaggy, Mary J. Blige, The Roots, Common, Jaguar, people of that nature. We were all signed to the label at the same time. And um, so I wrote for P. Diddy. I wrote for a lot of other people. Uh, my team, we won Songwriter of the Year, being my Songwriter of the Year. And so, you know, real active in the music business. And it just comes along with this rock star lifestyle where you're eating junk, where you're neglecting your body. Um, you're not taking care of yourself. You're abusing drugs. Thankfully, I never took any hard drugs. That was advice from my father. But uh, of course, I smoked weed. I drank liquor first thing in the morning. I um, I neglected myself. And so, but you're getting money, right? So that's where the whole health is wealth comes from. People start knowing you for being wealthy. But I want to let people know it's, it's more important for me, for people to know me for being healthy and understand that health is actually more important than wealth. And the reason I say that, I know what it's like to be diagnosed with a disease, to be laying on a hospital bed, and you would give every nickel in your bank account for health at that moment. Mm -hmm. So then once, <laughs> once the rubber meets the road, what's more important? Yeah. You know? Man, I appreciate you sharing that, Nunchi, because um, yeah. as you shared that, one question that came to mind was, um, you know, you're living this life, you know, you're living, everything seems to be going well. Um, like you said, uh, 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 a, a life that many people uh, aspire to, to, to have or obtain, but then yeah. it came to a point where you found out you were diagnosed. So at what age, when did you find out you were diagnosed and, and what came up to your mind? Once you okay. found out what came to your mind and what brought you to the, um, what, who introduced you you would say to the plant-based diet as far Very as a good question. So this is how it started. Um, I was misdiagnosed at first because I was young and I was not overweight. Right. Mm. And so that's what they look for when they consider those diseases. It went like this. I woke up, I had a girlfriend at the time who lived in a very quiet area in Princeton. And it's like where I would go when I wanted peace and quiet because the music business is loud, right? Mm -hmm. Parties every night, loud studio sessions. I went there, I was chilling with her. I woke up one day and I could hardly see, right? So I, I, the television must've been 10 feet in front of me and I couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's wrong with my eyes? And as the day progressed, it got worse and worse. And then it started actually hurting. So I called my mother at the time and I said, look, give me, you know, um, who's your doctor? I knew she had a real good doctor. So I said, who's your doctor? I need to, uh, you know, figure out what's wrong with my eyes. And um, I went to the doctor. They told me I had a vitamin B deficiency. And mm -hmm. this is where it really gets tricky because I met a nurse. So what I did was I went to 
a vitamin specialist, right? And she said, let me explain something to you. Vitamin deficiencies mock diseases. Vitamin deficiencies mock disease. She said, I have prepped people for surgery when all they really needed to do was eat more garlic or go home and take some garlic pills. And that's why she quit being a nurse and started being a, a vitamin specialist because she said it was criminal, right? Mm. So she said there could be an underlying disease because they look the same. And sometimes you can't tell if it's a deficiency or a disease, but a hospital will call it a disease, right? So she said right away, all right, if they said it's vitamin B because they did blood work on you, start taking some vitamin B. Now, as I would take the vitamin B12, I would feel better, right? And so... Uh, years went on. So now you're just trying to eat a little more healthy and pay attention to your health a little bit more, but not so extreme. Right. And mm. so it was years later when those those symptoms came back. And now I went to a doctor who said, listen, this is, uh, you know, they, they gave me blood work. They said this is this is diabetes type two. And um, two days later, a pastor friend of mine said, let me show you something in the Bible. Let me show you originally what God intended for us to eat. And I looked and it said, I give you every plant, right, for food. And I said, wow, right? So he said, imagine going back to that diet. This is how he introduced it to me, the plant-based diet. He said, imagine going back to that diet. If that's what God said for you to eat, it must be all kind of medicine and nutrients and the goodness in that. Right. And so I realized there's different types of, of, of ways you can get diabetes. One is you get too much fat around your pancreas. So the, the insulin that your body gives out normally doesn't get to the blood. Right. And that mm -hmm. comes from the fats that are in the meats and in the dairy products. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is why you can have it without being overweight. You can still have a fatty pancreas or a fatty liver or fatty kidney from eating fats that your body can't break down. Mm -hmm. And so they deposit in the blood and they deposit around the organs and they block other nutrients from going where they need to go. So he introduced it to me at this point. I said, I'll try anything. My, I'm losing my sight, right? I, I'm I have no energy after, you know, a, a full night of sleep, two hours being awake. I have no energy. I'm zapped. All kind of symptoms. So... I said, I'll try it. I started the plant-based diet within, I want to say 10 days. It just, I just started to transform. Mm. Mm -hmm. it, it's interesting that you, 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 you point that out. Some, some of the things you just said with the vitamins and stuff. We had an episode where we only talked about vitamin D, I believe in vitamin C. And uh, we had uh, the, uh, Dr. Bender who, on, on the episode, and he was talking about some of the huge difference that can be done with just vitamins uh, or fruits eating or different small things that you can eat, turmeric or, or, or yeah. garlic, things like that that can actually help your system instead of having to go and prep for surgery or do all these major, uh, major uh, procedures. And, and I'm glad that you also experienced something similar to that to the point that you were, you were repeating the same thing. So anybody who's listened to us before, if that didn't catch you, hopefully this is catching you because uh, the body itself 
it needs help to process things. And people feel like, okay, yeah, you have to open the body to get things out and put it, you know, and then you go back and relive the same life you were you were doing, the same eating lifestyle and and assuming and, and assuming things would be okay. And then you fall back in the same situation. I mean, there's so many examples of that, but I'm glad that you were able, you you were able to point that out in your experience as far as yeah. that goes. Now, when you decide to write this book, why did you feel like it would be a good idea to, you know, to share that information? I mean, sometimes this thing is such a personal thing to some people. They don't want to talk. Yes. About it. Even our own personal, it took us a while after the, uh, the episode to, after a few several episodes to actually share our own. Why did you feel that writing a book would be a good idea to go? Mm. Wow. That, that's, that's, that's a, a groundbreaking question. So <clears throat> because of the, the thing that I noticed the most, when I went plant-based, I, I started, the weight just started melting off. It was almost like a cleanse was happening. You know, I don't want to get too graphic, but my goodness, you start eating all those fibers and only that and only raw foods and a lot of, a lot of raw food and only um, living food, which is what it is, right? It <laughs> cleanses you. It cleans out your um, intestines. It cleans out your colon. It cleanses you, right? So you feel lighter, heavier, more energetic. But the biggest thing to me was the clarity of mind. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that we're really, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't want to go too crazy with it. But it, uh, food is used as biological warfare. Of course. When they, okay. So when they feed us the wrong things, it's doing more than just slowing us down and killing us early. It's mm -hmm. actually slowing down our thought process in a major way. Mm -hmm. And so the clarity of mind was, was like a whole new world to me. And I said, I got to tell people about this because they have to experience this. This is probably a lot of people's problem. And the testimonies that I've received, people have called me crying, talking about how it saved their father's life. They bought the book for their dad who was diabetic or, you know, two of their parents died from diabetes complications. They got diagnosed and they were desperate. They got the book and it changed their life and they lost 150 pounds from going plant-based and just all this different stuff. It's just amazing. But I knew I had to get this information out because it wasn't basic. It wasn't generic. It was life changing for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it made a big difference in my life. So I figured if it helps one person, <laughs> then that that's a good purpose in life. Right. Some yeah, people yeah. don't do anything to help anybody in life. And you're right. It is personal. And so it is hard to figure out how to share it. Right metaphorically poetically you know directly or whatever but i figured this is a time where i just have no choice but to be transparent right it's mm -hmm. like for me everybody has different beliefs for me i'm also very transparent and open about the fact that i'm a christian and just to relate it when i got that message to me that was so important and transforming i have to share it Right. And so it was the same with going plant based, not as pertinent, but very pertinent, because if you're not alive, you can do no good. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, health goes directly into your purpose. It goes directly into whatever you're here to do. Right. Because when, when you die, you can't do it no more. It's over. So for me, it was just like, wow, this is so transforming and groundbreaking that it has to be shared. I felt like I had a responsibility to share this information. Yeah, cool. So, and first and foremost, Nucci, man, shout out to the, uh, to the, to the pastor 
that shared a message. And oftentimes, yeah. you know, when we hear the message, Pete and Pete, you know, we always hear this message, Lucian. Anytime someone says plant-based, it almost sounds like it's so difficult. But he gave you a simple message, went right to the word and said, this is mm -hmm. what it says. You know, yeah. plant, food shall be your medicine. You know, food shall, you know, and he's given us every herb bearing seed. For you, it shall okay. be me. You know, and you'd be like, wow, why didn't I know this? <laughs> why didn't I hear this before? <laughs> and, and, Read and over you know, it a hundred times, yeah. You know, but when you think about it, and I know I've spoken to Pete about this, oftentimes it seems as if, and, and when things happen, I share this with somebody. I said, sometimes when we go through experiences, especially physical things, it's not often for our better, but for our good. <laughs> it's not to make us oh. better, but for our good mm -hmm. in order for us to help someone else along the way. Because sometimes we have to be that light and that testimony for someone else that we meet who may have it so hard and so difficult. And when they see us or when they see someone have gone through it, who heard the message, hey, this is not the end of life. This is just the beginning of your journey or your purpose. Mm -hmm. But hey, look at me. Look at what well, look what has happened to me. I've gone through what you've gone through. I've experienced some of those same things. But guess what? I found an outlet and it's worked for me. So my encouragement to you now is to help you do the same. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like you said, you being able to write the, your book is almost like a test your own experience your own testimony for someone else. And even if, let's say you're walking down the street and you meet someone, your awareness is different. You know what I mean? Your awareness, because you're like, yo, I got to help somebody. This yeah. person needs, and maybe I have a little bit of information that I can share with someone. So it, yeah. it, it's powerful that you say And you that. know what? That's deep that you say that too, um, how those words and how seeing someone else's journey can help and just what gets said, because... So I, I go plant-based and everything's working out and um, mm. I stick to that. Then they I go back and they're like, okay, this is gone. There's no trace of it, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I get sick again. And it was not because of the food this time. It was because of the juice. Mm. Because of the amount of sugar in the juices. Mm. It, it, it did the same thing. It, a lot of stuff was in the juice actually turns to fat in the blood, mm -hmm. right? And it gives you an acidy blood, right? And so this time it came back as keto acidosis. And once again, I said, I know how to fight this thing. It's a dietary disease. This is what I explained in my book. It's a dietary disease. It's not a hereditary disease. What's hereditary is the dietary habits. <laughs> right. right oh my so, gosh man you are preaching to the choir we had an episode and i'm telling you we had an episode where we talk about a hereditary diseases and things like that and people who saying they had this and because their grandmother grandfather it's because they never broke the cycle their eating habits stayed the same they say okay soul food means this greasy that greasy this this is just that if it goes down from generation to generation guess what they're gonna have the same diabetes heart attack all type of same issue People not realizing, yeah, I have to break the cycle one way or another. I probably should stop eating this or stop eating that. Because over the years, things have gotten worse when in the food industry. So if you're eating the same thing your great-grandmother ate and that gave her diabetes, what do you think is going to happen for you? You can tell me a hundred million times that it is because my, your grandmother or your mother had it. 
you cannot convince me that this had to happen to you in 2022 when there's so many different options out there and you feel like the same thing your grandmother ate, that's what you have to eat. It just doesn't work for me. Well, that's where the book starts at, talking about my childhood diet and my grandmother. Um, I was raised by both parents, but my grandmother lived close. I ate there a lot. And mm -hmm. uh, this is how my father got the disease because my grandmother, you know, just a bunch of boys and she's feeding us almost 95% frozen food, mm, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's hamburger meat, it's hot dogs, it's cold cuts, you know, and that was our diet, right? And so, mm. yeah, cycle had to be broken. And I think that's what's most important. I'm getting my father used to it now. Sometimes he comes over, we make some plant-based stuff and don't even tell him. And he's he started liking the burgers and, you know, <laughs> right? Because yeah. every little bit, every little bit makes a huge difference, but mm -hmm. that's why it's all about the diet. And so we're used to it. We eat bad in our neighborhood and in our household and it catches up to us later. Imagine those big pictures of the, of the Kool-Aid. That sugar was never broken down. It's literally swimming around in your body for years, destroying things. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, it's artificial. It's never meant to be ingested a lot of that stuff. And so, I mean, look, it colors your hands. What do you think it's doing when you put it in your body? <laughs> exactly. You, you know, know and this stuff um, I explain, yeah, in the book. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you hit some key points. It's funny because uh, sometimes, I, you, know, I, you know, you think about a Coca-Cola, and I'm not knocking people who drink it, but I'm saying you got to think about what you put in your body, you know, but uh, well, I guess I am knocking it. Yes, I am. <laughs> you, you <laughs> unapologetic. Unapologetic. <laughs> you know, but you, you know, the same people that drink it, but you can use it. I remember one time when the mechanic said, "Get," because uh, the, something with the battery had acid on it. He's like, "Hey, get me a Coca Cola." I'm like, "Why do you need a Coca Cola?" So he poured it on the acid, and you just saw it dissolve. And I thought to myself, "If that's if that can do that to the acid, if I and if I if I drink that." What is it doing to my body? You know, in turn, you know, or sugar. You know, I remember one young lady said this. I still remember till the day she said she got into an argument with her significant other, and he did something, and she took his car, opened the gas tank, and poured sugar in. And I remember, and then she, and I was like, "Why would you put sugar?" Because I didn't know. Hmm. And it just seizes the engine, and it made me think years later, if that can do that to a metal, you know, a hard metal like an engine. All that sugar that we ingested. It's not, yeah, it's not melting. Exactly. It's not melting in your body. No. It's the same thing for the engine because any type of grain like this, sand, any those things don't melt. So if they don't melt in the sugar, the, whatever it is, or how big it was, if it sits in the engine, it messes it up eventually. But you know, uh, the, the soda, I had the same very similar experience. Uh, I had a, a, a burnt pot after cooking, you forgetting your food on, on the stove. Uh, the, the pot was burnt and they said, just pour soda in it. I pour soda in the thing. It sits there for about a day, came back. That thing was clean. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so now imagine if you ingesting that thing in your body. Okay. Mm. I mean, unless you're trying to detox in that case, you still shouldn't take it every day because, because it starts with destroying the different organs. Your organs are not as, uh, as strong as uh, the, the, the bottom of your pot when it's burnt. Okay, so imagine what it's doing to the soft tissues inside you. Like it's just your body's too delicate for you to be doing uh, taking some experiments with it. You know, it, it's just a little too much. But 
The thing is, I mean, I, I know we, we asked you a couple of questions. Is there something that you want to stand out as far as the book goes or health goes as uh, for, for the audience to, to really take out of this? Yeah, I think it goes back to what you guys were just saying with what other people say and when they share their journey and testimony dealing with things, it can make such a big difference. And that was really a big part of me doing it as well, because when I was in the hospital, um, God just blessed me with the kind of doctors around me who just really cared and really were saying like the type, look, you're not going to die from this. You're going to live a long life. We're going to tell you how to manage this from from a, from another side, right? Because, uh, and they let me know, look, you're going to get off of all this medicine, right? Because they said, look, you could, you could burn the fat that these mm -hmm. juices have deposited around your pancreas and, and et cetera, your midsection. You can burn that fat. And when you do, they said it's going to be like your pancreas just, just kicks back in and starts doing what it's supposed to do, right? So they, the words make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just want people to just really pay attention to the words and take that encouragement. I mean, this is like, this is way up there with like heart disease, right? It's a lot of people suffering with this. And I want to let them know you can definitely beat it. It is not a chronic illness. It's not type one, right? It's type two diabetes and you can beat it. Hypertension, high blood pressure, you can beat it. A lot of that is caused by salt. It is caused by stressful environments, right? Mm -hmm. So that will be a whole nother book, but plant-based even beats that because garlic regulates it. Um, apple cider vinegar, uh, certain minerals and vitamins, D2, D3, they regulate your blood pressure, right? Awesome. And so I just want mm -hmm. if they're in, these are in the foods naturally, you know? So if you focus on a plant-based diet, I encourage people, look, I know it's hard. It ain't easy. I'm a person that's so disciplined that when I set my mind to something, I'm doing it. So I did it cold turkey. I know that's hard for a lot of people. We got recipes in the book where, hey, maybe you go vegan for the weekend. Maybe you do it one, um, you do it once a week or one meal out of the day is just a plant-based meal. Start it off, and when the, when you feel how you feel, it's going to be no turning back. Yeah. I mean, everybody have different reasons for trying it or for going at it, and, and it's, it's encouraging for those who have a way of doing a cold turkey, because if you had a and reason when you felt like your life was on the line, there's nothing hey, that's going to stop you. It's you know? life or death, and think about exactly. this. I also want people to know this. That, that itis that we joke about and are so familiar with after we eat, right? Mm -hmm. When we get tired after eating these big soul food meals that Big Mom and everybody prepares for us, and they don't mean no harm, but this is the thing. That is your body fighting so hard mm -hmm. to break this stuff down, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, your body is fighting so hard to break this stuff down that you're getting tired. It needs to put you to sleep the same way that you get put to sleep for a surgery. Your organs and your system is literally attempting to do surgery naturally because of what you ate. You are not supposed to get tired. And food is strictly energy. You are supposed to get the opposite of tired when you eat food. And so anything that makes you tired, you should never eat it again in life. You know, and so you'll realize one plant-based meal will boost you. You go to Chick-fil-A and get that, that super green salad with the kale greens and everything. Man, that stuff is going to give you an energy boost that you sit there and say, I'm going this way 
further and further into this direction. And I think it would change. Like I said, I know it's hard and we have habits and we have taste buds for certain things. But after 14 days, it'll be no looking back for your average person. That's how long it takes for the brain to form a habit. And I think that, you know, if people take that two weeks and say, this is how I'm going to eat and look at these recipes, even like some of the ones we got in the book, it'll be no turning back because you can't deny the feeling. Mm. Right. You can't deny how you feel in the morning and, and how you feel all day and the energy you have to, to you know, spend time with your loved ones and, and you know, um, never feeling sick, never feeling, uh, you know, tired in an unnatural way. The type of tired that we're used to is the type of tired when your body is fighting to break something down. The regular sleep tired when you are a healthy person is different. Mm -hmm. People will not be pooped and drained and, you know, dehydrated and things of that nature because the water that, you know, your, your organs are making to, to get this stuff out of you, they're drained from it. Yeah. You know, the second time my body was so dehydrated that my back almost turned into like scales because my kidney was drawing liquid from every part of my body in order to get this sugar out of my system. Mm -hmm. Like, this is serious, detrimental stuff. And it doesn't have to go that far for other people if they just believe the information and say, you know what? I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I know I don't feel symptoms now. I know it's not what I'm used to. But just in case, like, this is life or death. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, <clears throat> in light of the itis you're talking about, coworkers have always asked me, how come you have more energy after lunch? Because usually... That's when people want to sit down and start closing their eyes as if it's nighttime. It's time to sleep when the, because the body is fighting them. But, you know, one, one question I have for you, and I would like for you to answer to, for the audience mainly because that's usually what people have the biggest issue with. They could start the two weeks and realize, okay, you know what? It feels great, but they have that craving to go back. And that's usually their breaking point because as soon as they go back, they get caught again in that old lifestyle and, you know, and, and don't come back. Because so many people have told me, I used to be plant-based. I used to be vegan. I used to be this. And I, I you know, I kind of stopped asking what happened because that's usually the answer. You know, they, they decided to take one day or they decided to, to have another taste from the old lifestyle and then boom, they go back because that taste of, of course is addictive. And if they didn't have a major reason to change in the first place, they're very easily persuaded to go back. How did you deal with it? Oh man. And it was tough. It takes a total renewing of the mind and it takes discipline. First of all, we got to get rid of needing that old school full feeling that we're used to, which is not full. It's stuffed. It's overstuffed. It's overeating. It's being a glutton. We got to get, get used to getting that feeling out of here. I don't need to feel that way after I eat, right? Mm -hmm. And so because a lot of times you get plant-based. I mean, I'll tell you, bro, I was eating as, about as much carrots as a rabbit because mm -hmm. it's like you're trying to fill up, right? And you're used to, you know, I'm a big, I'm 6'4". I'm used to a big old 12-ounce steak. And now mm -hmm. I'm going to eat this kale salad and I have enough nutrients and I've eaten enough but gosh, it don't feel like when you eat that big old steak and potatoes, right? So you got to just be disciplined in your mind and you got to say, look, I'm going to get used to this. I have to get used to this. And then you have to remember, see, that's why it's good to have information in front of you, right? You got to remember what that other stuff is doing to you. Yeah, it tastes good. Yeah, it's a craving. Find something similar that you like and replace it. You got to be disciplined. There's no easy route. 
you know, this is not meant to be easy. This is not by far the easy route at first, the transition. I'm saying afterward, it will be easy, you know, um, but it, it's not an easy route. It's just you have to be disciplined. And a lot of that's a whole nother book for another topic, right? Another day. But most people just are not disciplined in most areas of their life. So yeah. this is just. You know, so this is just another area where you have to be disciplined and you have to say there is something that I want that is not good for me. And so I can't have it. And so I'm staying away from it. That's a lot of stuff besides food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I so it's about discipline. You know, yeah. you got to be disciplined. It's it's just not easy making that because we've been, I mean, just mentally, right? Because a lot of food is mental anyway. A lot of the eating is just mental. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know that's how it is for me too. Like, unless the food, uh, I, I used to, I like, even now, even with a different diet, like I have to be mentally satisfied as well when I eat. Like, I like it to look good, smell good, taste good, everything. Else I just feel hungry again, right? <laughs> and- <laughs> it's like we're used to that we're, we're just used to that old stuff and we just have to get unused to it and it's, it's just it's just no easy route it's an uphill climb it's swimming upstream but it's necessary you know and you want to be able to tell your descendants you know this is what i did to break this chain for us this is what i did to break this curse this is what i did to to break this uh generational thing that just keeps getting passed on Mm-hmm. You know, it has somebody. It got to start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, and I hope, and you know, to our listeners, I hope you guys are listening, and those that are um, either going through, uh, uh, whether it's diabetes, whether it's a heart condition, whether it's cancer, whatever it may be, any ailment, I want you all to just take heed to what you know our brother Nucci is sharing, and um, how he was able to make some changes, um, important changes. Um, health-wise by using a simple method with plant-based dedication, discipline, and believing. You know, it's also how you think, you know, by beholding, you know, whatever you think it, that's what you are. So you have to make changes in your mind also. You have to start believing that this can happen, that you can get better. And so, Brother Nucci, what I wanted us to, what what I want you to tell our listeners is with this information, because I know there's gonna be people that are gonna ask questions, they're gonna probably want to get into contact with you, possibly need words of encouragement, possibly support. Where can they find you? Yeah, that's good because I'm I'm 24-7 with, with that conversation. Anybody can hit me up at any time. I would love to to be an encouragement. So uh on on Instagram, it's I am Nucci Rayo, which is N-U. C-C-I-R-E-Y-O. That N is in Nancy. U-C-C-I-R-E-Y-O. I am Nucci Rayo. Then my website is NucciRayoInc.com. So it's N-U-C-C-I-R-E-Y-O-I-N-C.com. And there is a, a email list you can join on there. And uh, when you get, when you, when you download the book, your email is sent to me automatically. So I'll email you anyway. And we could begin this correspondence. And, you know, like I said, just being able to be a part of people living and not dying is just a, a real fulfilling thing. So, you know, I'm always up for the conversation. Uh, no, then 
where can they find the book? Um, I know it's probably online and probably on your website. Is there anywhere else they can, it'll be easy access for them to get a hold of the book? Yes, the book is on my website. It's also on Amazon and anywhere else you find digital books. Okay, sounds good. I, I really hope that our audience, I mean, if they forgot the last episode, this is definitely a repeat with even more information on how to really live a better and healthier life. Uh, we know that sometimes it is hard to make transitions. Some people don't like changes altogether, but uh, in all in all, it's a lot better to live uh, a shorter, healthy life than a longer, uh, uh, a difficult life. Because I know I've seen patients on, on deathbed who just laying there. The body won't give up yet, but yet the the pain they're in, the the the, the reason, the, the way they're they're there, they just wish that they had died already. So. Um, you know, it, it's it's definitely a good episode for people to use as a as a as a as a note to 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 you know follow through and, and try to see if they can make some changes that are that will uh, help or hopefully um, make their life a lot easier as they move forward. Anything add before we close out? Yeah. Any last words, Mr. Nucci, as we go? <clears throat> yes, sir. What I want to say is that through this plant-based diet, you're giving your organs what they need. The body is wonderfully and beautifully made, and it will fight with you. It will help you fight. And so when you give your kidneys what it needs, give your liver what it needs, give, give all your organs what they need in order to fight off any type of ailment, it will do it. This is how God designed the body. It will help you. It's on your side unless you have some autoimmune disease, right? But with this, it will be on your side and getting those toxins, that toxic sugar out of your body. And so give your body what it needs. And what it needs is the nutrients that's inside of a plant-based diet. That's just bottom line. So I hope you all grab the book, Health is Wealth, and uh, I'll see y'all on this journey. Yep. And hopefully... Listen, like Pete, I know Pete will also, also agree that hopefully we have you back here um, mm -hmm. for another episode because I know that our listeners are going to want to hear more from you. So hopefully this is not your last time uh, being on this on, 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 on our um, podcast. And so we look forward to, to uh, you know, our listeners being blessed and, and, and to hear from you and reach out to you. But we also would like, you know, for you to come back 
uh, sometime in the future. Well, thank you for having me. And let me tell you, my next book is called The Music Factor. And it's the hip hop health crisis is talking about how hip hop has positively and also negatively affected the world. And mm-hmm. so, listen, the, the music factor is a deep one. I'm in the middle of that book now. I want to release it around September. I'll definitely be back and we're going to get deep. Awesome. Sounds we good. look forward to it. Definitely. And, and as audience members, I always, always, as always, I want to remind you, I want to remind you, you are remarkably made. I am remarkably made. And we all remarkably made. And therefore, it's worth living. Thank you.